Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. How the hell are you, buddy? How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good, man. We get to talk about the fun stuff today. The, the fun uh, stuff. The fun stuff. The fun stuff. We got news, rumors, challengers, and winners. Uh, it's the fun stuff. And we get to finally ramble on about our beloved Arsenal. So, what are you drinking today? I am drinking Iron Horse Brewery Velvet Shine Hazy Pale Ale. Ooh, that sounds fun. Tastes fun, too. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Good. I know it's hit or miss with those IPAs, especially from Iron Horse, so that's a good one. Well, this one's a Hazy Pale Ale. Oh. Huh. Even better. Yeah. Nice. Uh, today, I got Hopworks Brewery Ferocious Citrus IPA. I don't know if you can see the monkey on there. <laughs> it's like a zombie monkey. Yeah. Yeah, it looks nuts. Uh, but I've never had this before either, so this should be fun because I yeah, actually you, have an IPA. Your can is cooler. Mine's just like, like DJ spinning a disc. <laughs> well, judging by the taste of this, I'm sure yours tastes better. Yeah, not a fan so of it. It's not terrible, but it's not great. I can give it like a B minus, B somewhere in there. So out of ten, how much? Out of ten, I'm probably like a five and a half, six. That's not bad. I give this a seven and a half, eight. That's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, without further ado, those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Make sure to check out our socials: Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, YouTube. Make sure to check out our Redbubble for our merch. Links all down below. So, without further ado, Targo, let's get into the news and transfers, shall we? There's lots to cover. A lot of them. Uh, And probably the biggest one of all of them. Maybe Declan Rice. (laughs) Declan Rice. Well, it's at least the highest transfer fee. That is true. Yeah. Declan Rice is officially signed for Arsenal, making him their most expensive transfer ever as well as the highest fee ever paid for an English player. Target, what does this mean for the Gunners? It's a statement, I would say. I mean, they spent a lot of money on him. Whether he was worth that much, you know, that's a that's up for discussion, I would say. But in today's market, I think it's kind of what you got to pay for to get him. Yeah. Thoughts of Arsenal getting potentially a world-class player in Declan Rice? Oh, he's definitely a class player. That's for sure. I mean, he makes Arsenal better, you know, hundred yeah, percent. You know, this this kind of whole transfer window so far has been a statement from Arsenal going out there and getting their signings early. Kai Havertz, mm-hmm. Declan Rice, and Jurian Timber. Yeah, as well as signing their you know up and coming big name stars to new contracts. I mean, William Saliba just signed a four year contract. Kai Osaka, Aaron Ramsdale, Gabriel Martinelli, and then Reese Nelson as well. Times are looking different and good for Arsenal fans. Expectations, I would say, are high. <laughs> they vary, yes. Especially after yeah. spending $200 million. <laughs> And then uh, news out that Arsenal had an €80 million uh, euro offer for Tushimeni rejected. Surprise you? Is that, is that actually real <laughs> or yeah. just a rumor? No, that is a real thing. Not surprised. I don't think Real Madrid would let him go. I don't either, but he, he's fallen down the pecking order, and with the addition of Bellingham, at least tempt them to maybe sell him. 
don't so, think so. he's still young, like 23. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got a bright future ahead of him, that's for sure. And then heading across London to Tottenham Hotspur have signed James Madison uh, for, I guess, their fourth signing of the summer. And then uh, they signed Menor Solomon from Fulham after delaying medical tests a week for their fifth. So quietly doing some good business there. Yeah, I would say it's pretty good. You know, it's nothing spectacular getting James Madison, but it's a player they needed, a creative midfielder, someone to help create that, create some goals for Harry Kane. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions of whether he, or not he can stay healthy. You know, how are they going to line up with him there? Is he going to play more as a number 10? Is he going to play more as a eight per se? I, don't I know. think it'll be a 10. Yeah, we'll see. Post to Koglu, he, I think he likes that four four two formation. I started doing a little research on him after they signed him. I'm curious about the fullback positions for uh, Tottenham because yeah. yeah. Antonio Conte was playing that back three with wingbacks, and are Tottenham going to play that formation again? I don't know. They're going to put Perisic out on the left. I don't know. Is Perisic really a fullback or a winger? No, I was just going to say, he's not really a fullback. Same kind of with Pedro Porro, who they just signed. Is is he a fullback or a winger? He's Yeah. Doesn't look very... I mean, you'll remember the last time you played fullback for Tottenham was uh, against Newcastle. <laughs> we know how that went. Five <laughs> goals in 20 smoked. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see. Uh, what do you guys think of Tottenham signings so far? They all seem to be quite under the radar. I think that Solomon signing could be good for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, especially if he plays and improves on what he did last year. Next up, we got the PSG coaching carousel. It has a new victim in Luis Enrique. Thought about this signing. Looks good on paper. It does. It Gets does. to rejoin what? Neymar back from yeah. uh, his Barcelona days. Probably a different... Be- might be That's, the only big name star there by the time he actually starts with them, but essentially, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a that was Neymar eight years ago or whatever it was. So yeah, probably not the same Neymar. No, not but, at all. Well, I'll I'll talk good about Luis Enrique until PSG fires him next year, <laughs> or, or halfway through the season. <laughs> Seems to be how it goes with that team. <laughs> New coach every year, even one sticks. Yep. Uh, Liverpool have signed Dominic Sabotsloy from RB Leipzig for $60 million. Uh, where did this money come from? <laughs> it's a good signing. I mean, it's a great, brilliant signing. Well, you think they had, a, what, about $100 million to spend? And I mean, when you get a coup like McAllister for $35 mil, Yeah, Sabotsloy for sixty. I mean, they got $5 million left until they sell some players, if they do. Curious to see where he plays in that. Jurgen Klopp system. If he plays in the, I'm guessing it's going to be in the midfield. I, I would think so, but but I know they're putting Alexander Arnold in the midfield. Now it's starting to get crowded. Yeah, I don't know because I, I mean, when he played for RB Leipzig, he was more of that kind of floating ten or kind of ten that would drift off to a wing. Yeah. So we'll see how he, where he plays for Liverpool. Either way, I think it's a solid signing. Oh, nice, fantastic young player. Great potential. Exactly. Uh, The uh, players of Saudi Arabia rumors keep flying. Uh, 
Now they're trying to raid Manchester City with Riyad Mahrez in talks to sign for Al-Ali, and Bernardo Silva offered uh, about 500k a week to join Al-Halal. That's a lot of money. That's I don't think he'll go, though. Bernardo Silva. Maybe Riyad Mahrez. Riyad we'll Mahrez see. is on the other side of 30. It's possible. But it doesn't make sense for either one of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Christian Pulisic has agreed to terms with AC Milan, but Chelsea are being stubborn about the fee. Latest bid at 20 euros. Chelsea wants something closer to 30. Pulisic worth that much? Yeah, I think he is. I'm curious to see where he plays as well. I mean, he, he'd ha- probably have to go in on the right because Rafael Leal will play on the left. But I think it'd be a good signing. It'd be a great signing for Milan. Uh, whether or not he starts and stays healthy again, same as James It's Madison. the healthy thing, man. The guy it's can't the, get a run of 10 games, it seems like. Yeah, unless he's playing for the U.S. national team, and then he always plays. It's great. Right. <laughs> Manchester United have signed Mason Mount for a total of 60 mil, 55 up front with five and add-ons. Good signing for Man United? I don't know, man. Where does he play? It's kind of almost like Zapotzaloy. Where does he play? I, I would think he would take Erickson's spot. Because Erickson's, you know, coming up on, I think, 32. You're going to leave uh, aging Casemiro in the middle of that midfield to do all the defensive work? I mean, that's what they did last season. So, I, uh, Not all the time. Really they had Fred much. in there. Erickson sat deeper. Because, I mean, you expect that midfield to be a Casemiro, Bruno Fernandez, and Someone Mason else. Mount. Yeah. We'll see. Unless you I, throw Mason Mount on, on that right wing where Anthony and Jaden Sancho have been playing. It's possible. You can put Bruno out there too. I just, they're both not natural wingers. So I don't really know exactly how it fits into that system. And if Ten Hag can get the best out of Mason Mount. I think there were clearing holes in other parts of that team that probably needed to be fixed before 60 million on Mason Mount. Kind of freeing up some of that wage bill. (laughs) <laughs> Some that that space about big horse took up probably needed fixing first. One hundred percent. Atletico Madrid have signed Cesar Atspilicueta on free transfer after his eleven years at Chelsea. I think it's a great signing for them. What do you think? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, the guy won everything there is to win with Chelsea, heading off to his home country. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. <laughs> Uh, Barcelona and Samuel Untiti have agreed to mutual termination of his contract. I'll be honest with you. I almost forgot that he even played for Barcelona still because he never made it onto the field. <laughs> well, I mean, he was on loan in Italy. I forget what team he was on. Some team in Syria. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he had like that couple good seasons, got his big paycheck, and then just was like, well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another guy who has the injury bug pretty bad. Ever seems to stay healthy. Uh, sticking with Barcelona, they've signed Inigo Martinez from Athletic Club for free. Yeah, Which center back. Be, yeah. Seems to be how they're doing most of their business this year. Uh, probably a good thing. But they still need <laughs> yeah, to get rid of totally, uh, financial issues they have, for sure. Good thing. And then we'll stick with the uh, free transfers to Spain. Atletico have also signed... Was it Kegel Arceonchu on free transfer? Yeah, the 
Lester defender. Yeah, who was hurt all season. It seems like he was hurt, but then he also couldn't get in the team. And you know, last year I he was I thought he was pretty impressive for the most yeah. part. One hundred man, he started making some howlers. Yeah, so did Vout Feist, though. So I don't, which one with the crazy hair works better for you? I don't know. It was hard to tell them apart, if I'm being honest, man. <laughs> no, <really. laughs> one's got like an Sideshow afro, Bob the other running one's around got out a man, there. But I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Inter have signed David Fertesi on loan from Sassuolo with an obligation to buy him at the end of the season. I feel like this is a major coup for Inter. That's a good signing. Yeah. That's a good signing, man. Especially nothing up front. Good signing. Huge signing for them. He was impressive last season. Yes, he was. Uh, Real Madrid have signed the Mercurial Wonder Kid Ada Guler from Fenerbahce. He's 18 years old, following in the footsteps of his idol, Mezzadozo, and also beating Barcelona to his signature. Kind of yeah. out of nowhere, to be honest. With young, you. young Turkish player. Haven't heard much or seen much about him. I know he's a Turkish international. He's got a few caps mm-hmm. for the national team, so... We'll see what he can do at Real Madrid. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out on loan with the uh, depth they have in midfield, but we'll see. Time will tell. Manchester United have increased their offer for Andre Onana to 50 million euros total uh, after David De Gea's contract expired, and he's technically a free agent. He is. That's, That's an interesting one. I know. I don't, I don't understand United's transfer business here this summer, man. I don't. It's so what, confusing. What are they doing? I don't know. And with the, the takeover talks, are I they going to stay with the That's the big Blazers? thing, the takeover, man. Yeah. It's like a trickle-down effect. All of that's affecting everything else, and it's, yeah, not good. Not good no, for Man United. Granite Xhaka is officially signed for Bayer Leverkusen for 25 mil from Arsenal. Uh, we had some ups and downs, granted Jaka and Arsenal fan base, but uh, I think he'll be regarded as uh, a faithful servant of Arsenal. Once a gooner, always a gooner. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He <laughs> Prior to this last year, I, I was a Jaka out all the way, man. I know last season, he did perform wonderfully, wonderfully, yeah. and now had his one good season, and he's out, leaving on a high. Yeah, well, I think Having paid 30 mil for him when he was, that was what, seven years ago? Getting 25 for him now and he's 30? I think that's pretty good business with one year left on his contract by Arsenal. Yeah, and they just got Declan Rice, so yeah. they needed to ship someone out. And Kai Havertz, who will probably take Granit Xhaka's spot in the lineup. So, yeah, they got to ship out a few players. You think we'll he get will? To that a little later. We'll get to that a little yeah, later. Yeah, I guess we will. We will. Uh, Angel Di Maria has returned to Benfica on free transfer. Pretty good to hear a homecoming by at least one player. Yeah, we'll see how he does. I mean, Benfica killed it last year in Portugal. Yeah, I don't, and, I don't really know if he has a regular starting spot, but it at least adds quality and depth. And Di Maria, I would say, didn't have the best season at Juve. No, he had some fantastic goals that meant a lot, but. At the end of the day, they, they didn't make the Champions League, so it really doesn't matter yeah. a lot. <laughs> we'll uh, see how he does. I mean, he, he's getting up there. How old is Angel Di Maria? He's 32, 33, somewhere in there. Is he? I thought he might have been even older than that, man. Yeah, he looks older. I'll tell you that. 
I mean, he's looked like that since he was <laughs> playing for Benfica the first time, <laughs> yeah, right? For <laughs> Real Madrid, yeah. Just shows so he's you, thirty-five. Uh, okay, I was way off. Uh, yeah, shows you how much aging happens when you go to Manchester United. Uh, enter Miami in talks to add Jordi Alba and Andres Iniesta to join their former teammates, Leo Messi and Sergio Bisquets at Inter Miami. Thoughts on these signings? <laughs> Just trying to get all the old Barca guys together. Right. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see man. I don't know how Inter Miami is going to do. They're, They're still in last, in last place. place. <laughs> like, is Messi going to make those guys in that team better? Or is Messi just going to be like, eh, whatever. And well, just got to mosey yeah, along. Whatever. Yeah. Lose the motivation, so to speak. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what actually happens. But I think you're on to something there. Now, if he's hungry and wants it, watch him score 60 goals, man. <laughs> <laughs> he could. Easily. Uh, Kim and Jay has signed for Bayern Munich from Napoli uh, following his mandatory basic military training in South Korea. Uh, it took a while, but finally happened. Oh, it's a fantastic defender. Oh, yeah. I will say, I feel like Bayern Munich had some pretty good defenders, but at least on paper. Matthias Delig, definitely. Uh, Upa Maguire didn't do so well. So <laughs> No, but I remember there was one point where you were wanting him to come to your beloved arsenal. Yeah, there was one point before Please. he turned into Harry Maguire. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens there. All but right. Good signing. He'll definitely sure up that defense. Yeah, and I think their defense will be much better, especially because how many goals they let in towards the end of the season there. It seemed like left and right, they couldn't keep the ball out of the net. Especially against Man City in a certain yeah. quarterfinal at at the Etihad. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Manchester City, what a year they had. They won the treble. Who I led you into a fantastic segue there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. So, yes, yeah, yes. let's get into Manchester City and the season they had last year and preview the upcoming season. So, yeah, they won the treble, man. Is this Does it get any better? Of... No, it really doesn't. Uh, I guess they could have won the Carabao Cup. For the what eighth time running, something like that. Yeah, that would be the only the quadruple would have been the only way for it to be better. So what uh, what grade do you give them for last season? An A plus 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 three pluses <laughs> for those three trophies, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's hard not to give them an A plus, man. It's really not. Uh, I got to give them that as well. I just. Yeah, it seemed like no matter who they put on the field, it made them better. That's like the, every I think the player pep except, for, <laughs> except for Calvin Phillips. He's the only one that really didn't play. Because so. he wasn't on the field, so he didn't get better. <laughs> exactly. And he got fatter because the only time he played was for England in the World Cup. <laughs> Anyways, uh, do they need anything? I, you I, know, I, they... They lost Gundogan to Barcelona yeah. on a free. They went and got Mateo Kovacic from Chelsea for, was it 30 25 mil? 25 mil. Yeah. Which I think is a steal. Uh-huh. And so honestly, unless players leave, I don't think they need to bring anyone in. 
Well, I can tell you what they're linked to and what they're looking at. I mean, they're looking. Oh, at I know a they're, who back. they're linked to. Yeah, they're linked to a yeah. center back. They're linked to. I've been looking at center mids. I know they put in a bid for Declan Rice. Uh, and then they are linked to right backs and left backs. I know they want to sell Zhao Cancelo. Are they going to? I don't know. I know Kyle Walker is rumored with Bayern Munich there for a mm-hmm. minute. Yeah, that's kind of cooled down, which it made perfect sense at the time. I don't know why it cooled down, but. Riyad Mahrez, as you mentioned earlier, is being linked to Saudi Arabia, Bernardo yeah. Silva. So unless they leave, then I don't yeah. know why you would bring someone in. I don't know either. Um, so, yeah, I guess America Port probably will leave. Sounds like he was because uh, they're looking at Josco Gavardio. Yeah, which I, I think that's like playing manager mode in FIFA. Oh, yeah, we're going to lose a okay center back and we'll just go buy the best one in the world who's only, I don't know, 21 years old. It's fine. One of the best ones in the world. I don't know about the best. One of the best. The best for his age. There you go. I'll give you that. So, say players leave. Who should they sign and who would be a good fit? Well, I mean, it looks like the most likely is Laporte. And it looks like they're going after Gavardio. So, I mean, there's your swap. (laughs) All right. what What if Kyle Walker leaves? Who should they go for? If Kyle Walker were to leave, I mean, they got John Stones. I'm guessing they might try to put him over there, bring Gavardi all in. Akanji is playing in that center. So, I mean, they'll have three good quality center backs. They have five. <laughs> they, they have a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, obviously, I... the biggest, I think the most obvious pick would be Jeremy Frimpong from Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's a guy who seems to be available for not very expensive, but Joshua Kimmich would be great too, especially the style that they play with the one of the outside backs coming in and playing more of a midfield role. Since that's what he plays anyway most of the time, it seems like, yeah. mm-hmm. for Munich. But Pryor had played right back for a very long time. So that would be my pick, personally. Okay. Uh, what about Riyad Mahrez? What if he leaves? From Pong's uh, Bayer Leverkusen compatriot, Musa Diaby. Could also get a Wilfred Zaha for free. Mm-hmm. He's just chilling out there, waiting for a club. Hanging out, waiting for contract offers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wilfred Zaha, that, that's an interesting one. I think that just, it kind of makes sense. It's free. I mean, he's yeah. going to be a bench player, it seems like, anyway. Yeah. I mean, he gets some quality playing time, but uh, for him, winning a trophy. And you can kind of move him all over that front three. Okay. Uh, If Jao Cancelo leaves, do you bring in anybody? Do you just let him go? He didn't really play last season. I think you let him go. Because, I mean, you got Rico Lewis kind of sitting in the wings. Yeah, Nathan Ake has been playing left back. If they want to go get a left back, I mean, I can name think of a couple. You know, obviously a a one Teo Hernandez, one of the best. One of the best. Or you can look in the Premier League, get a Purvis Estupian from Brighton, or a Rico Henry from Brentford, Anthony Robinson from Fulham. Those would all be. I know they were linked with Robinson for a minute there during the yeah. January transfer window. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you, man. I, I don't think they really need anybody. I mean, it's shipping out more dead wood at this point, getting at least Kinsella's wages off the wage bill. Um, I think Purvis's Stupian would be a great signing for him. I think Teo Hernandez is too expensive, and he's going to. I think he would be pricey. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what if Bernardo Silva was to leave? I was trying to think of Bernardo Silva esque players. Man, there's not a lot out there that do it like him. There's not. I mean, you maybe name like one or two, and they don't do it like him, but they're similar. I mean, do they go play left back like he does? No. <laughs> The guy does his defensive work, which I think is very admirable and impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a guy who's so silky smooth on the ball, man. Yeah, I mean, you could get Phil Foden to just take his place. Could, yeah. Or, Or, I mean, Foden can swap for De Bruyne or or Bernardo Silva. Or Riyad Mahrez. Or Riyad (laughs) Mahrez. (laughs) (laughs) But if they had to go buy someone, I I don't know. I was honestly thinking Michael Elise from Crystal Palace. Yeah. That Maybe a Rafinha from Barca or a Serge Gnabry from, from Bayern Munich. I was thinking more of a Gabri Viega who can play, you know, along in the midfield or out on the wing. Frankie de Jong was also another one. I mean, put him and De Bruyne in the same team. De Jong's a little more defensive. But man, they would with Holland up there. They would unlock some defenses, and that would be scary. Ooh, yeah. All right, expectations for Manchester City next season. Is it a four-peat? Is it a treble? Domestic treble? Quadruple? I think I you mean, expect them to win the Prem, don't you? I, I hope do. they don't. Because I hope they the don't. But over many three is it now? Yeah, they three in a row. They they won the FA Cup. They won the Carabao Cup, I think, four or five times in a row before Manchester United won it. I don't I don't know. Obviously, win, we all expect win everything. To... Uh, Club World yeah, Cup, Community Shield, all the trophies in England and the Champions League. I, I guess that would be the next step. Next to impossible to happen, but that's I a mean, lot if of games, you think man. about it, which team out there what you say can compete with the Man City we saw? I don't know. Uh, maybe this next team we're going to talk about, maybe. They've definitely closed the gap a little bit, but it was quite a gap. I think it was more like a canyon. Honestly, if you think about it, the only team I can think of would be Real Madrid, but they need to go get a good striker. Yeah. At least in the Champions League. In, in, in the England, Champions League, yeah. In the Prem. England, if Liverpool can get back to the heights they were... Maybe I know the Premier League will be much more competitive this year, but is anyone on the level of Manchester City with you know an Erling Holland getting better next year? <laughs> no, <laughs> Don't you know, think I, I, so. I've heard a lot of people say that that all these teams are going to get better next year, and so statistically is Manchester piecing, City. Statistically speaking, that's not the case every season, man. No, last that's summer not. you would expect oh all these teams are going to get better. Chelsea and Liverpool did much worse. <laughs> Especially Chelsea. Tottenham did much worse. United did better. Arsenal surprised everybody. Newcastle did better. The so I don't know. I think because no one was I wouldn't be surprised if there's a team out there that just regresses a bit. Oh yeah. 
hundred percent. And I, 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 I think Newcastle might be one of those teams with the Champions League football they got going on. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, I think Newcastle maybe Manchester United regress a little bit. I hate to say it, man, but I think maybe Arsenal. Arsenal. We'll see. I mean, I think the, the pressure is gonna be doing... on them. Expectations are high. Last year there was no expectations, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Now there is. I don't know if that pressure gets to those. Those youngsters, because it well, certainly got to them at the, the end last of the season. Two years, it's definitely <laughs> happened. So who knows? Uh, especially with you know, I guess Declan Rice coming in. He's a he was a fantastic leader for West Ham, but Granite Jaka, one of the team leaders at Arsenal, leaving. You think you would want more leaders, not less? I'll, I'll be curious with Arsenal because on paper, I, absolutely, I it looks like they should be doing fantastic. But this game is not played on paper. Otherwise, PSG you would be winning the Champions League every year. <laughs> because yeah paper so yeah expectations i mean realistically yeah the same as whatever what the fans think what everybody else thinks it's winning every trophy under the sun i, I think that's really the only way you can go up from there i think the big question with manchester city is really does is pep able to keep all these guys at the top of their game all season or do they get a little lax because they've won everything you know, it's the ripe age question, man. How do you motivate a bunch of millionaires? Yeah. That, yeah, I just won every trophy. and <laughs> it's, it's Pep, though, man. He, demand, he demands it from him. He does. He does. I don't uh, think you'll see any laps as long as Pep Guardiola is the coach. I don't, I don't either. And even if they start slow, I mean, we saw it last season. They started slow pretty much all the way through the World Cup, and then all of a sudden there was nobody that could compete with them. Yeah, you saw some of like the Kevin De Bruyne's were a little slow to start. And then after the World Cup, caught on fire. Holland just breaking records. Holland. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Ruben Diaz looked a lot better after the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like almost everybody on that team looked a lot better after the World Cup. Even Jack Grealish. I mean, he tore it up that whole second half of the season. Yeah, Kundavan, I would yeah. probably say, looked a yeah. lot better. Yeah. But he's the man that always comes through in crunch time. So we'll see see how they do without him, though. So I'm interested to see if Mateo Kovacic can fill those shoes. They're different types of players, so I don't they know. Are. Yeah. Okay. First five fixtures plus uh, some other games thrown in there for Manchester City. They got the Community Shield against Arsenal on August 6th. And they go at Burnley. Then they have the Super Cup on the 16th of August against Sevilla midweek. And then they play Newcastle at home and then at Sheffield United home to Fulham away to West Ham in what I think is a very easy opening schedule for them. Newcastle's only one I could see maybe giving them a little issue, but yeah. At, at the Etihad though, I don't know. I, I said a little bit of an issue. I didn't say a big yes. issue. <laughs> yes. Okay. I see maybe a potential draw as as it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, all those other games, you, you expect them to win them. Yeah. I mean, they could have three trophies in three games or two trophies in three games. So start. We'll season. see about the community shield, how, how up they are for it. Yeah. I know. It's, I, I think it's a great curtain raiser, but at the same time, most teams don't take it seriously. So you'll see a lot of a lot of the sub players, bench players yeah, playing in a that lot game, of trying things that they normally wouldn't try because it's almost like an exhibition game for a trophy. It's like yeah, like you said, another 
another pregame before the season starts, pretty much. Yeah. I think they've lost the last two. That's what I was thinking. I think they've lost a couple of them, so that's yeah. why I'm, eh, maybe they'll win that one, but. We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. Uh, 15 points after the top first five <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm gonna I'll go see if they'll get one draw in there. Yeah, 13. I agree. I think that that Newcastle game will be interesting, especially right at the beginning of the season. And the way Newcastle likes to play against bigger teams could be frustrating for him. We'll see. Okay, moving on to Arsenal. Will they be better? Won't they be better? They got second in the Premier League, led for the longest amount of time in the history of the Premier League to lose the title. It hurts. It was hard to watch. So what would your grade be for them last season? I'd give them an A minus A, maybe somewhere in there. Because, okay. I mean, they still did fantastic. Maybe an A minus. I'll say A minus. Okay. Because context matters. Yeah. <laughs> they should have They should have finished first. It was that game against West Ham, I think, was the real real snowball effect. I, yeah. And then Liverpool and then Southampton. Those three. Well, right. So there. the Liverpool one, yeah. I, they were honestly a little lucky to get away with the win. Or a draw, pardon me. Yeah. But it was that West Ham, Saka misses that penalty. If that goes in, I think then they cruise on. They got that confidence. They don't then concede three goals to Southampton. And they beat them. I mean, yeah. the Man City game, yeah, that, that was probably when they were always going to lose. But then, I you agree. know, maybe the Forest game, the Brighton game, they play a little better on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to agree with the A-. minus. Uh, I'm going to give them an A plus plus for the first half of the season because they were fantastic. Till March, huh? Or whatever and it was. Till March. So the second half of the season, I give them a, a B, a B minus somewhere in there. Probably a B just to even it out. And an a minus it is. I almost said B plus, but because they got second and I didn't think they were come anywhere near that at the beginning of the season, I got to give them at least a letter of an A. All right. All right, so we know Arsenal, they needed at least two midfielders because towards the end of the season, their midfield kind of just fell apart. You can tell Thomas yeah, Partey Partey lost fired. form. Yeah, Partey lost form. Maybe he has some niggling injuries. I, it's just the rotation, man. Art, I do feel like Arteta, that's what sort of his work needs to be done is figuring out rotation Depth. and substitutions. Yes. yes, and can you get quality on the bench? Because if you don't have the options to make you better, I mean, they got Leandro Trossard, awesome. Well, they He's just great. spent $65 million on Kai Havertz, who I think is a bench player for them. Could be. Could be. Uh, their depth is looking a lot better. So definitely going to need a center back, because we saw after William Saliba went out, they were a whole different team. There's leaked goals the whole rest of the season. Well, it looks like they got him in Jurian Timber. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, and then competition for Bakayo Saka, I would say, because they definitely need somebody to back him up that can either make him better or at least challenge him for some sort of playing time because he played every single game. Yeah, I mean, I guess that what's isn't that what Reese Nelson is supposed to do? 
supposed to. But he also came in on the left. So I don't know if he's going to be right-sided, left-sided. Well, I mean, I also think Kai Havertz is the answer to your question right there as well. Because I think Kai Havertz could also play on any of those front three. Yeah. I just, I think with Kai Havertz, his problem is he plays too many positions. He doesn't have one out-and-out position. So I think he needs to pick a position or Arteta needs to pick for him and have him master that one thing to get him back where he was in his Bayer Leverkusen days. Even for Chelsea. He's not a striker. He's not. So I don't think Arteta is going to play him as a striker. But He might play him as a as a pair with Jesus at some point. Yeah. yeah. Which leads to the other strikers in the Arsenal squad. I mean, you got a on-fire Florian Balogun coming back who wants playing time. You got Eddie Nketiah who's been there, signed a new contract, wants more playing time. Neither one is better than Gabriel Jesus. So who's going to play? Do you keep either one of them? Do you sell them both? So... Here's my thoughts on that. I would like to see personally Balogun stay at Arsenal, but if you get a you know 40 million bid from a club, I would say sell them. Yeah, I mean they need to recoup some money, especially but if, if you want to bring in another player. So yeah, so let's let's go over their their three transfers they've brought in. It's roughly 200 million. I mean, we can look at who they need to sell. Let's go through their who could do that be. first. Yeah, okay. who could be going? They have already sold Pablo Mari to Monza. Aintonsley Maitland-Niles left on a free. They sold Granite Jacket to Bayer Leverkusen. There's rumors about Thomas Partey potentially leaving if they get a bit of over 30 mil. You got Eddie Niketia or F- Florian Balligan. You got the forgotten players in Albert Sambi Lokonga, Cedric. Nicholas Pepe, Alex Runnerson, Nuno Tavares, Mohamed El Nini, and then uh, what was once called a wonder kid in Charlie Patino. He wants to play, so got to sell him too. And Rob Holding. See, I don't see a lot of lot of money there. No. Uh, Thomas Partey, if he does leave, then I would say they would need to bring in another midfielder. I, I would say, honestly, for me in that midfield, maybe certain parts, a Rice, Odegaard, personally. Yeah. So I, I would like to see Partey stay. But if they do sell him, you know, there's they've been rumored with Romeo Lavia, who I think would be a fantastic replacement. 100%. Young kid. Only, the guy's, what is he, 19 still? Yeah, 19. Yeah. Um. Sambi Laconga, I'm guessing he'll go out on loan. I'm, I think they want to get him out on loan, try to maybe get his price up a little more, his worth. So then they can sell him, maybe. That yeah. would be my guess. Get him some playing time. Rob Holding, yeah, he should probably go. Yeah, Cedric. Maybe, maybe 10 mil for Rob Holding. Yeah, Cedric, good luck getting anything from him. He said he wants to fight for his place. Not going to happen. He just wants to collect a paycheck. Pepe, get whatever you can for Pepe. Get his wages off the books. That's really the big thing there. Yeah. Alex Runnerson, goalkeeper. Yeah, get him out of here. Get a few mil for him, maybe. Nuno Tavares. I mean, he had an excellent season at Marseille. 
He had a so, good first half of the season at Marseille. Probably get a good price for him. He's still young. He's exciting. How much do you think they'll get for him? I mean, by good price, I mean maybe like 15, 20 mil. I'm not saying like an exorbitant amount. Like, Yeah, I think you're lucky that. if you get 15. If you get 15 for him, take it. Yeah, and he's rumored to – he's linked to Monaco and West Ham right now. That They're talking 15, I think. I don't know. Well, the price is. I, I think anyone comes in over 12, 13, you take it. So the three players I would say you could actually get good good money for are going to be Florian Balogun, if they do sell Thomas Partey, and then Kieran Tierney. Yeah. So, well, I guess we can cover that now. Uh, I, I want to keep Kieran Tierney because bringing in Jurian Timber, who also can play that midfield pivot, that gives Kieran Tierney more play time on the left. So if you just switch Zenchenko and Tierney and then You think Timber's going to come in and play midfield? He can play right back and be the pivot that goes into midfield. I don't think he will. Instead of Zenchenko. I don't I think, think he so. will. Not at all, man. I think Arteta's going to stick with Zinchenko doing that, not Timber. Well, I'm just saying, rotation, like you said. I mean, you think about it, Tamayasu's played left back. He can cover there for if Tierney leaves. Yes, but can he stay healthy? I mean, he was healthy his first season for about three quarters of the season. Then last year, he was hurt 80% of the games. And then he, for some reason, became accident prone and made a bunch of mistakes i wouldn't say he was hurt for that long i think you're being you're exaggerating that that's for sure okay it seemed like it but i i'm, I'm not talking about injuries though you gotta look at the cover though i mean so then yeah. do you sell tamayasu if he's no. that injury prone no you keep him because he can play anywhere why it. not if he's injury prone sell him it's a great point i don't think you should no i think he's fine no. cover as a left back for zinchenko because, I mean, at right back, you got apparently Cedric, who wants to fight for his spot, Ben White, Jurian Timber. Yeah, and I guess either one of those can step in and fill in the shoes of William Saliba. Exactly. Either Saliba or Gabrielle, you have Timber, you have Ben White. Jakob Kivior, he did great last Kivior, year. Kivior has also played, it, as we saw, left back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't want him to, but he can. So I think that's why they... They are willing to let Tierney go if an offer comes in. I'm, I'm with you. Like, don't get me wrong. Personally, I think he's a better left back. I think he should be having more opportunities. You know, especially at the end of last season when you see Kivior back there when Zinchenko got hurt, and you're like, "Where's Tierney at?" Right. I, and speaking of injuries, I mean, he's had a terrible run of luck when it comes to injuries as well. It's just he's so good and he's young. I absolutely love the guy especially the passion he brings to the game. Defensively, he's much better than Zinchenko. I would argue that Zinchenko would be a better midfielder than he would be a left back. At times, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe you bring Zinchenko in to be more of a backup to Thomas Partey. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, And then you keep Tierney and Tomiyasu. I I think that probably would be a better option. But they got lots of defenders. Again, I think... As I said, Tierney's probably the only one you can get good money, money for. Yes, yes, I do agree with that. Um, I mean, Charlie Patino, they could get good money for. I mean, the kid's still a teenager. He's got tons and tons of talent. 
Balligan, I think with the market, I think you probably get 50 mil for him. I know that's what Arsenal's asking. Yeah. And you think, think of the, the last market for strikers, his age, how he performed last year. I don't think that's absurd at all. Same with Thomas Partey. I think you could get close to 50 mil, 40 mil. I, I think so too, especially the way he played. Um, but I, I know want, you, I would Juve, love Arsenal to keep him. Juve put a bit of 20 mil, which Arsenal rejected. Like spitting in the face of Arsenal. <laughs> But what was it? Didn't a Saudi Arabia team come looking? Weren't they rumored yeah. to, for 55 yeah. or something? And then he said he wanted to stay. So I would keep I, Thomas Partey. I would too. I mean, yes, he's not getting any younger. I think he's got one or two years left on his contract. They're not going to offer him more than another year extension. That's just what Arsenal do to anybody over 30. Yeah, I mean, you can nickel and dime it all the way to the bank with Cedric and Rob Holding and Mohamed El Nini, Alex Runnerson. Yeah, I get you might get for three to five million for each of them. Yeah, I was gonna say you might get twenty five for all of them combined. Personally, I would love to see them keep Balligan, but you're not gonna get fifty mil for Eddie Nketiah, so no, might as well keep him. Yeah, I, there's a lot of players that need to go, and I think you'll see that from now until maybe mid July. See them try to sell a lot of players. I think it'll come yeah, at the end of the transfer window. Teams kind of start to get desperate. I think they'll try to get one more, maybe two, before the end of the preseason. So like mid, late July, you see one or two more come in for Arsenal. I just don't know how much money they have left in the bank after spending 200 mil. It I seems like they need they to get rid another, of some, yeah. Another hundred? If they're bidding for Tushimeni for 80 mil. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Because Lavia is going to cost you 50. So say they do sell Thomas Partey. Because I know that another defensive midfielder. they'll have to get another midfielder in for sure. Yeah. So I, so let's go with some hypotheticals. Who do you got that they could bring in to that Arsenal Joshua midfield? Kimmich. 40 mil is what his ask, their asking price is for him. For a guy that. That's it. I think, I think it's got to be closer to 60 that's or 80, what, man. That's what the rumor is, 40. I don't know if I believe that. You might have to show me that one. I'm just going with what I hear from Fabrizio Romano. You're hearing that from Santa Claus, huh? Fabrizio yeah, Romano, well, man. <laughs> Fabrizio, Moran, Mar- Fabrizio Romano is like Santa Claus sometimes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to say, here we go, in a Super Mario voice. That's all I want to hear. So. I, he, he does do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so who would you – I mean, Romeo Lavia has got to be the – he's got to be the answer. No, nope, I think I, I got a better one, man. It's the guy who they went for in January who they didn't get. Moises Caicedo, man. That's 100 if, mil. It's going to be, yeah, 80, 100. 100 I, mil for him. If you have Moises Caicedo, Declan Rice, and Martin Odegaard, are you telling me that's not a... No, I... I, Yeah, that is up there with the Manchester City. I think City that gives them a big yeah. leap closer 100%. to Manchester City. I I say the same thing with uh, Joshua Kimmich as well. I mean, it's not as exciting as Moises Caicedo because of Caicedo's age. Well, not only and that, but... He's a proven I love Premier watching Moises Caicedo, oh, man. He is quality. So exciting. But I mean, yeah, okay. For a hundred mil, what if you only have fifty mil? Who are you gonna go for? 
Well, it sounds like that's what Romeo Lavia is going to cost is somewhere around there. That's why I was saying, is, is he just, is that the answer? No, I feel like that that's probably would be the route they would go. Especially if you got to get two players in for, you got a hundred mil to spend. I mean, if, unless they sell Balogun for 50 and then you're probably looking at 150, then you probably could go for a Caicedo. You're saying if they sell parts A and Balogun plus all the fringe players. And granted, they sold Granite Jock already. So, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't they go for him then? But is he still available? That's the question. Well, that's that's a big question. It seems like he wants to go to Chelsea. I know Man United have been sniffing around as well, which yeah, I don't know with leads. what money. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. There's a lot of young midfielders out there. It's just which one fits what Arsenal needs. If they keep Thomas Partey, I still think they probably need another midfielder. I don't think they do. Who's backing up Thomas Partey? Declan Rice. Who's backing up Declan Rice? Thomas Partey. I meant as the six. You got Elneny, Elneny, Jorginho. I keep forgetting about Jorginho. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Keep forgetting about him. And he had a good season too. So, yeah, I guess, yeah. As long as Fabio Vieira steps up his game a little bit. He definitely, you're you're 100% right there, man. There's some big question marks over Fabio Vieira. Did not perform last year. You can see the talent is there. He's just so small. He gets pushed off the ball all the time. I mean, I don't know if it's the small things. I mean, obviously Messi's small. But Messi is also messy. But I'm I'm just saying, you can be small and be a fantastic player. Yes, it's more of the strength on the ball. He doesn't have it. Not even that. Sometimes it's his technique, man. Like, I've seen him miss a pass and stuff like that, have a bad touch. Okay. Have a wild shot, you know, stuff like that. I think it's sometimes his decision-making. And I don't know if it's nerves, just inexperienced. But he wasn't cheap. What did he cost, like 35 mil? 35 mil, and he'd only played a handful of games for Porto. And so there, there's a big question mark for sure over Fabio Vieira. I also hope we can get Emil Smith-Rowe back to his best because he's definitely a player when and he's in form. Who, that's who I was going to say maybe turn him into more of a six. Because I, I want to see him play much more often, especially those di- those bombing runs forward. Like that just that position, like the way Granit Xhaka played it last season is absolutely perfect for Emil Smith-Rowe. And I think Emil Smith-Rowe is much better on the ball than Granite Xhaka was. 100%. His finishing is much better. His passing is much better. It's just, can he stay healthy and does he have that physical presence that Granite Xhaka had? Okay, so you, you know, let's say you need a winger if you're Arsenal. To back up Bakayo Saka, Reese Nelson either gets hurt again or isn't panning out. Not looking good in preseason. So I'll start off. I don't think they need a backup for Bakayo Saka because you think Gabriel Jesus can go over there, Trossard, Havertz. But just for namesake, I'll just tell you Just for hypotheticals. Again, it's a I dream love... fantasy world. A dream fantasy world, huh? <laughs> I'd love to see Musa Diaby, obviously. Yeah, I would too. Uh, maybe a Samuel Chakwese from Villarreal. Yeah. I, don't know, I think he's being linked to somewhere in Italy right now. 
again, a Michael Elise, a Brici Eze. You can even talk about a guy they were linked with from Barcelona, Ferran Torres or Rafinha. So there's lots of... If I'm an Arsenal fan, I don't want Rafinha. I don't want Rafinha either, but I know they've been linked with him and he plays on that right side. I What about uh, Wilfred Nanto, Kiro Matoma? I don't see him going for Matoma. Matoma plays on the left too. Then put Trossard on the right as a backup to Saka. Just saying. I, he fits that similar mold to Martinelli. So, But this final ball is so good. Matoma's fantastic, yes. yes. I, I won't disagree with you, but... Wilfred Nanto? I don't think he would cost that I think much. that's a cheaper option, yeah. Young Italian young, player. Raw 19. talent. 19, yeah. But yes, I think Musa Diaby is the clear front runner for that. Okay. Um, well, then, if you're saying Jurian Timber is not a right back and he will play as a backup center back, who are you going to get to back up Ben White? Well, I think they would use Timber also to back up Ben White. I mean, there's no rule. They only have to back up one player. Yes. But would you sign of, somebody else? I know they've been linked to a bunch of right backs. Yeah, I know they've been linked with that right back from, was it Valladolid? Fresneda. Fresneda. And then uh, Jeremy Fringpong as well. And so obviously I would be a huge fan if they got Fringpong, but... Yeah, me too. This isn't career mode, man. No, it is not. It is not. Yeah, I just... There's so many questions about who Arsenal are going to sell. And They've also been linked with Cancelo from Man City. Yeah. I don't think Man City will sell any more players to Arsenal. But I guess if you <laughs> give saying, money, Hold on, hold on. You got a little too close to us last year. We're not going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, that was the rumor in January. Oh, we're not going to sell anybody else to Arsenal because they are doing too good with the players that we gave them. <laughs> Did you see the thing that came out here recently about why Gabriel Jesus wanted to leave Man City? Yeah, I was going to ask you if you saw that. Yeah. About how Pep Guardiola made, made him cry. cry. He played Zinchenko at striker. He's not a striker. I mean, he's got every right to be mad about that, but cry. I guess he's a very passionate person. So that's one way to put it. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you see the look on his face when he misses something. It looks like his dog just got kicked in the head. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love the guy. He's fantastic. But the look on his face when he misses a chance drives me nuts. Well, he missed a lot of chances. So. I know. And I saw his, that face a lot, which is why it's burned into my head. Talk got kicked a lot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and you hate to see it. So, with all that, what do you guys think Arsenal need? Do they need a winger? Another midfielder? Do they need anybody else? Do they Have they won the transfer window? I, I don't think so yet, but I think they're not done. So let us know. I think they've won the start of it. That's for sure. They've definitely won. Yeah. The start of it, the first three weeks of it. That's for sure. Signing three or players. Chelsea, man, with how many players they've actually been able to offload. I was going to say that it's just, can they buy the players they need to replace that? Cause they've got rid of so many players. I don't even know if they have depth anymore. They don't have a midfield, man. Yeah. So they definitely need one, but we covered that in a previous episode. So if you want to listen to us talk about that, you got to go check that one out. So expectations for next season for Arsenal. 
Challenge for the title, top 100%. four. I think I don't think top four is good enough next season. Not with buying Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, and Jury and Timber. I think it's top two or bust. I think it's I think it's, I think it's a different statement. <laughs> they should be top four guaranteed after spending two hundred million. <laughs> yes, yes. I think they spent over one hundred and fifty last year too. So yeah, on Ramsdale, Ramsdale, White, Jesus, Zinchenko, Zinchenko. So yeah, I mean it, they're spending a lot of money. They're getting in the right players. Is what does that turn into on the field? I'm very intrigued with Kai Havertz because the potential is there for him to be an amazing player. It's there. So we'll see if it's we get there. it. Yes. It's can Mikel Arteta unlock that? And he has with every player he's coached so far, but can you do it with a Kai Havertz that hasn't been at that level for two, three, four years? I don't know. It's be interesting to see. And then so, champions league, man, they got to yeah. make it out of their group. That's for sure. I say I think they'll make it out of their group. It's the every time they've been in the Champions League for the last, well, like the last eight years they were in it. Maybe not eight years, but the last couple of years they were in it. They never got past the round of sixteen because they face a Barcelona or Bayern Munich. Yeah, or I was just gonna say, granted, they always drew a Barcelona or Bayern Munich, but I think it's get past the round of sixteen because that's another hurdle. If you get past that, then the nerves of the knockout round, not quite there as much for a team that's not really been getting past that when they have been in the Champions League. I think I disagree with you there, man. Once you get past the round of 16, then it's like the pressure intensifies because now you're in the quarterfinals and then the semis. Like, yes, no one wants to lose it's there. Gonna be, it's going to be in the, the same pressure. You're at the pointy end. I, I think it's more pressure. For a bunch of kids? Yeah. Yeah, when you get to the semifinals and finals, I'm just saying as far as never have nobody on that team's ever been in a knockout round of the Champions League. Gabriel Jesus has. Okay. Nobody besides the Manchester City players have. Okay. Thomas Partey has for Atletico. Jorginho as well. Okay. My uh, my what I said. Making you eat your words now, aren't I? (laughs) Stupid. Okay. I'll own up to it, but still, it's a lot of those players have never been in the Champions League, let alone into the round of 16 or further than that. So, yeah, sure, Declan Rice won a European trophy, but does that really count? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Um, I mean, Zinchenko, I mean, the only two that have won a Champions League are Kai Havertz and Jorginho. So, yeah, you're not wrong. What does that say? So I don't know. I think, yeah, challenge for the title. And we'll we'll talk more when we get into Premier League predictions, what I have a sneaking feeling of next season. And it's not about Arsenal. But uh, I think get past a round of 16 is a win. I think Mikel Arteta will want to get to the semifinals, but I don't know if that's realistic. And I think winning a trophy, just a trophy, I think that should be a goal as well. Yeah, an FA Cup, yeah. League Cup. I don't Community care what Shield. it is. Community Shield care. doesn't count. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but I also don't think the Carabao Cup counts either. I would still take it, but I don't think it really counts because no one takes it seriously. At least the big teams don't. So, I, yeah, FA Cup, um, 
even if they get knocked down into the Europa League somehow. I think they have they to win the Europa League if they do. But they better not get knocked down because we'll have to do an episode on the Champions League, uh, the format this year because it's yeah. gonna be different. Yeah, I think once, it's not gonna be the groups. Once the the draw happens, I think will be a lot more interesting just to kind of see how that all breaks down, go over it. But yeah, I trophy, trophy challenge for the title. That's a minimum for me with spending another 200 million and probably by the end of the transfer window will be 300. You think so? You think another hundred millions going out the door, huh? I do. I, I, all the players they're linked to and the bids they're supposedly putting in, I think it'll be around 300 by the time they get done. But I do think that Florian Balogun will be sold for 50. You might be onto something with a Kieran Tierney, but no one's put in a bid for him. Not even one. So I, I don't know about that one. And if they get everybody out the door, even if you get Nicholas Pepe off the books, I mean, that's a $20 million a season off the books. So it's inter- it'll be interesting to see, nonetheless. So. First five fixtures for Arsenal, August 6th, Community Shield against Manchester City. I would love to see them win that. I would. I know it doesn't count as a trophy, but it definitely kicks off your season quite well. It's momentum. Yes. Uh, Nottingham Forest at home to kick off the season. They go to Crystal Palace, play Fulham at home, play Manchester United at home, and then go to Everton. Minimum of 12 points, man. The only one is that Man United. I I think so too, but the way Manchester United have started the last couple of seasons, I think 15 points is probably what you're looking at right now. I think so. I think Arsenal are just a better team than Manchester United right now, unless Manchester United get a world-class striker, and then that's a whole other conversation. I think they'll need new owners first. Yeah, I do too. Because the amount of money you're going to have to spend on a new strike, they're going to need that injection of cash. So, yeah, I, I think I think the same as Manchester City, man. I think I think they probably. I mean, United at home for them, they've won the last couple of seasons. They probably get 15, but I think 13 is a little more realistic. I mean, they started out flying last season at the beginning, so yeah, we'll see if they can do it again, huh? Yeah, I mean, they got all their players in for preseason. Everyone's healthy. Yeah, Tomiyasu is actually back. There was talks yeah. he might miss preseason. Yeah, I I think the only person that's actually hurt is Nicola Pepe. So, well, no one cares about that. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> so. But that brings us to the end of this episode, man. This is a fun one. It was. I had Make sure fun. you guys again check out all of our socials. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Check out the Redbubble. Get the merch so you can get, get that swag. Books. I'm Targo. This is Redbeard. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers.